Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. This is a rebroadcast of my second Extraterrestrial Reality YouTube live stream, and uh, I am presenting it here for your enjoyment. I want to talk about uh, a bunch of different things today, and um, some of them uh, include, one of the things I want to touch on is is the way that, uh, you know, a lot of people uh, appreciate the things, so, so, like I get a lot, of, a lot of messages from a lot of different people, and uh, one of the messages that I seem to get a lot, and this is uh, on my podcast uh, recently, uh, this was with regard to the, there was an article uh, I mean, they were talking about the mainstream media, the way they handled this Chinese spy balloon, spy balloon nonsense is, you know, they make it sound like, uh, you know, that it's the reason that this, like, basically they tried to make it sound like this, this is, look at, see folks, this is like an explanation for, for, all, you know, for all UFOs. I mean, if we really had uh, more data, we'd be able to prove that it's either balloons or something prosaic and which is just not the case. I mean, you know, based on my own experiences, you know, I, I know this, I know this for a fact. I mean, you know, I, I talk a lot about the, the object that I had seen in, in 1994, and there was just no way that this thing could have been man-made. I mean, anybody who would have been there, anybody else who would have saw this thing, you know, would know that it was, you know, that the thing that I saw back then was definitely not, uh, it could not have been man-made. Uh, and, and somebody commented here, uh, this was uh, uh, Kyle James Mellon, 1990. Uh, he wrote a comment uh, on Spotify. Uh, regarding this and he said i love your passion man you know the truth via experience like myself and you won't let let anyone tell you different i believe this is why you got your experience i don't know i don't know maybe you know i i just don't know uh you know what what, what bothers me is the fact that like uh, you know there's so many of us out there you know and, and it's not just people who are not just experiencers i mean there's people who've done enough done enough research to understand that there's something happening and what's what bothers me is the fact that we a lot of these people they just uh you know they they're, they're just uh hold on a second a lot of these people they just don't uh i'm just checking out my seeing what's going on on youtube here to see make sure it's streaming uh a lot of these people they don't uh they make statements and they just there's no research behind it like like just this past weekend with uh, like on fox news or not fox news cnn uh you, you saw neil degrasse tyson again and, and he comments about ufos and 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 the 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 idea that there's extraterrestrials here and he says oh he needs more proof than that you know there's no proof for that i don't know what you're talking about obviously you haven't done any research because there is proof and, you know, a lot of times, you know, I, I actually feel bad in a lot of the times I have these podcasts and I, I, I use a lot of language that I'm actually, you know, in real, in, in my regular life, like I don't usually talk the way I talk, like I, when I'm on this podcast, I just want to, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I call people dumb dumbs and morons, you know, when I'm upset, when I'm angry about the, the situation, the way the mainstream media handles this, the way the, uh, 
the most of the scientific community handles this like you know and i end up using words like that that are are no good but you know i don't like i don't like it in fact you know sometimes i think well what am i why am i talking like this you know i i don't like it you know in a way but at the same time at the i always decide in the end i have to i'm gonna you know i'm gonna publish this i'm gonna let it out there because my hope is at some point that uh that this is going to be you know, that these people who I'm taught calling dum-dums and morons and idiots and, you know, I'm trying to get their attention, right? I, I mean, if, if, if you would think that if you're being called, what, this guy's calling me a dum-dum, you know, you know, maybe they would, you know, that would give them pause and maybe, uh, you know, try to look into this themselves, you know, try to, uh, you know, maybe, okay, well, maybe this, maybe this guy, you know, has onto something. Of course, uh, right now i don't have a uh, my my following isn't that big right now and 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 i'm and i am certain you know uh there are some people probably i'm certain that there are some debunkers out there that who who, who i have talked about and and actually made fun of sometimes or 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 expressed uh displeasure in what they what they write and what they say uh some of them i'm sure have seen the things i've said but they're not going to uh put any they're not going to respond because then that would just cause people to see what i'm saying but as time goes on right as more i mean when i first started doing this i don't know how long ago it was now a year and a half or so when i first started talking about ufos i mean hardly i hardly had anybody you know paying attention to anything i did right and and i really wasn't doing i mean as you, as you go back and you see how i started out it wasn't really as good as it is now you get better doing this as you go along I mean, this is only, again, this is only my second live stream, so I don't know how, you know, this is going to turn out. I'm, I'm going to try to make it better than the last time. And and going forward, I'll try to, you know, make them always, I'll always try to make some sort of improvement. Uh, but, you know, the whole thing comes down to, um, you know, I, I just, I want to get their attention. And at some point, I do believe, like, at some point, as time goes on, I, I you know, everything keeps growing. Like, my, the, the people that follow me on the podcast, that number of people keeps growing all the time. Just on Spotify, I mean, it, it, it keeps, the numbers keep going up. On YouTube, I keep getting more subscribers on a regular basis. Sometimes I go backward. Sometimes I'll publish something on YouTube, or it seems like, and, and some people don't like it, and they'll, oh, I'm not listening to that guy anymore. And that's understandable because, you know, some of the things I say could be, you know, could upset people. And it's, you know, and, and, but the thing is, the whole point of all of this is just like to, to get the attention. You know, I want to get a t the attention of, of, of the, of the mainstream out there. And, uh, you know, and I, I don't know how else to do it. I mean, other than, you know, you're by, by playing Mr. Nice Guy and trying to be nice about this over, you know, it's just, uh, it, it doesn't seem to work, right? You're trying to be, uh uh you know nice about it it just doesn't seem like it, it it's it's working out but uh so maybe this maybe this will get their attention oh wow listen to what this guy's saying this guy's a jerk yeah okay maybe i am talking like a jerk sometimes but there's purpose behind it there's per i mean this is like ridiculous i mean you're you're we're, you know this 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 never-ending gaslighting situation that we we seem to be in it's just it's horrible. I, I don't like this. I don't like what's happening. It just, it's just not fun. It's not fun at all. I mean, I just, you know, I, I just don't think it's the way we're supposed to be, uh, you know, 
I mean, it's 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 like just like the movie, and I talked about this before. The movie Gaslight, where the, some things are happening to a person in this movie. In this movie, that that's where the term comes from, of course. In this movie Gaslight, these this you know this woman is you know she's experiencing all these strange things, but yet no, everyone tells her no, you're you're just going crazy. Right. And really that in the end, you find out that she's not going crazy. It's that her husband's trying to drive her crazy. And that's basically what's going on in, with the with the UFO situation. And it's been going on for so many years. So I, I just hope at some point, I mean, we, we do have people that are working to, toward trying to push for disclosure. I mean, we talk about the people all the time, like, you know, George Knapp, Jeremy Corbell, Lou Elizondo. I mean, there's a whole bunch of names, Christopher Mellon, people, Leslie Keene, the reporter, you know, who worked on that uh, original New York Times article back in 2017. I mean, there's a lot of people out there who are, are, are doing the work and, and, and they don't talk the way I talk, right? Of course. I mean, and I don't blame them. I mean, because I'm, I'm not sure if the media would have them on, you know. But the problem is, is like, you know, I when you see, like, again, over the past weekend, you see this stuff like with, with people like Neil deGrasse Tyson, who I think is is, is a great guy. I, I you know, Like everyone in the, you know, in the United States, I mean, the guy's a national treasure. He's, he's fun to listen to. I enjoy listening to this guy. I enjoy his intelligence, except when he talks about aliens. It seems like, you know, this guy has done no research on it. He's not an expert on this subject. Like, why aren't people like, you know, people who studied this, you know, being contacted? That That's my problem with the whole thing. And, you know, like people like uh, Richard Dolan, you know, who I talk about all the time, one of the, uh, 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 you know, somebody who's obviously done tons of research on this. You know, he, I mean, he has, yeah, yeah I mean, I'm sure a lot of you probably listen to his podcast and, and watch his YouTube channel and check out his, his website. He always has stuff on there that's great. And another guy I've been talking about recently is Preston Dennett. I mean, that guy, I mean, he knows so much. I mean, there's so much research that guy has done throughout the years i mean in fact i didn't really know about preston until uh, this past year i really just really started watching him i've been binge binge watching a lot of his uh, videos on youtube and it's tons of research i mean that guy knows what he's talking about why why isn't the media the, the mainstream media talking to people who actually studied this and and know what they're talking about right and there's a lot of people who aren't even with us anymore that you know every now and then they would bring people like stanton friedman on cnn like on a show like larry king live and he would talk but they'd always have to bring out a debunker along with them and it would turn into this big debate and when really the focus should have been on no it's not no there is something here and you know i didn't even know why we bring these debunkers out because a lot of them never even they, they don't even research the, the topic but yeah, I think if I, you know, my whole thing, I mean, I, I think, you know, if, 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 if we keep talking like this, you know, get trying to get the attention of somebody out there to, to listen. I mean, we need to get over this hump already. I, you know, I don't like this. I don't like this, uh, you know, I mean, the idea that there's so many people out there that have experiences and they're afraid to express them or tell anybody about them be just because of the stigma be, that, that, you know, uh, that will follow. I mean, you know, if you tell somebody you saw a flying saucer, people are going to start looking at you like you're nuts because that's the situation we have created. So, you know, that, that's, you know, that's what angers me. It's like, to me, I, you know, being nice to these people, that doesn't work. It doesn't work. It, it just doesn't work. Like, trying to be nice to, to, uh, uh, to, to the people that are basically uh, downplaying this, making fun of it, you know, acting like it's, there's, there's, there's nothing to it. There's nothing going on. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. And, and that's, that's what troubles me. That's what really troubles me. 
Okay, I'm getting a lot of comments in here actually right now uh, from a lot of people. Wow. Uh, okay, hey man, just so I know what the what vibe we are on. Are you more of a nuts and bolts man or are you a, a literal star seed? <laughs> well, I'm not in the star seed kind of uh, camp. I mean, I don't have a problem with the people like that believe these kind of things. I mean, I because I don't know. I mean, I'm in the, I'm in the I don't know camp. <laughs> the camp that I'm in is I don't know what camp. I don't know what's going. I know something's here. I know something's going on. But what camp I'm in, I don't know. I mean, I, we, I like I I just I, I, if you're anyone who follows my podcast could see that you know the kind of things that I talk about. Uh, you know, like yeah, I come up with with speculation and theory a lot because I just don't know what the hell's going on. I know something's going on, but what that is, I have no clue. You know, I just know something is happening, but I don't know what it is. I, I know there's something here, but I don't know what they're up to, basically. That's that's the bottom line. And and you can understand why, uh, like, things like this would get, you know, why governments would cover this up. I mean, uh, you know, what's the reaction going to be and all that kind of stuff. But I think we're beyond that now. I think it's just time to come clean with it. You know, it's... I, I'm just so tired of this game we're playing. It just... You know, that's why I started this podcast up you know when i initially did when i started talking about it my idea was like i i read articles you know i i read i read i read all these books throughout the years uh you know about the subject and i watched all these documentaries over the years about this subject i had my own experiences right and i know something's going on but yet we're just we're like stuck in this trap of of you know the, the, i you know why we're not accepting it as a whole you know only only some of us right and then there's some of us who are on the fence, and you know, there's some of us who think it's completely crazy. I mean, actually, it sounds crazy a lot. I mean, this is actually, well, to me, it sounds crazy, but at the same time, you can't deny it. You just, it's like you can't deny it. I mean, uh, you know, a great white shark, I mean, when you look at it and the way, it, the way a great white shark acts and the way it eats and destroys everything in its path, it just tears things apart. I mean, that's crazy, but you can't deny it. It exists. It's just the way, it, the way things are. Uh, let me check out some. I see I'm getting more messages here. Just call me dog. Okay, NZ. La Here's somebody else. Uh, Rumush Lance says, last podcast you talked about a school incident from 1965. Where can I find more info on this? That's that's the, the Westall School in Australia. I mean, if you just type in Westall... Uh, Westall School, Australia. You'll find a lot of information on it. Actually, actually, well, we're actually talking about that. We'll go, we'll go to that right now. Actually, while I'm, I basically I have the internet up here. Uh, I'll do a Google on it. I believe I just did a search on this not long ago. Yeah, actually, there's a terrible Wikipedia article on this, and we'll we'll, we'll go through the Wikipedia article. Actually, we'll we'll see what it says here. It says the Westall UFO was a reported UFO sighting in Australia that occurred on 6 April 19. That's actually, excuse me, I made a mistake. 1966. I, I you know what? I, I was thinking about. Uh, no, I guess I was. I guess I made a mistake. I'm sorry. You know what? It was the 19 1966. I aired. Actually, you know, every now and then I make errors, and I got to make sure I correct them. Uh, so it was the Westall School is what I was talking about. So I made a mistake. It wasn't 1965. See, sometimes, sometimes I'm even, sometimes I'm a dumb dumb, as you can see. But yeah, it was the Westall School incident. I don't know if any, but just I'm glad that was brought up because this was something that you know. The other, I was just looking at this article here on the Westall School recently, and uh, it's not a good article. 
I mean, uh, on Wikipedia, a lot of times the articles on Wikipedia are are highly biased against the extraterrestrial reality. You know, and this this article here is uh, no different. Anyway, we'll just read the small report here that it, that it gave. It says, at approximately 11 a.m. and Wednesday, April 6, 1966, students and a teacher from Westall High School, now Westall Secondary College, reported seeing a flying object described as a gray or silvery green saucer-shaped craft with a single purple U and about twice the size of a family car. According to the students, the object was descending, overflew the high school, and disappeared behind a stand of trees. Approximately 20 minutes later, the object reportedly reappeared, climbed at speed, and departed toward the northwest. Some accounts describe the object as being pursued by five unidentified aircraft. It was pursued by five unidentified aircraft because there was over 200 witnesses who were standing outside. See, these articles, are, I think sometimes they're, they're either edited or put, put on here by the debunkers as an explanation. Like if you look up at the Roswell, the Roswell uh, uh, stuff on here, I mean, you're going to get garbage. I mean, it's a total, on Wikipedia, like this, the story about the Roswell incident is absolute trash. It doesn't include any pertinent information. It's all pro-Air Force nonsense, right? So you got to watch when you read on Wikipedia. It depends on who put it there. Like like here, like they, they, they focus on the skeptics all the time here. here. Here's a skeptic, Brian Dunning. The weather balloon is a likely explanation for the first half of the event. See, again, you love, love these people that aren't even there. Well, it was a weather balloon, but you weren't there. And they, they, they said it was silver and it was and it was moving around and you know, not unlike a balloon. It's nothing like we ever saw before. In fact, all those kids who, just like in the aerial school, right, all those kids at Westall are all grown up now and they're all saying the same freaking thing, right, as they did when they were kids. The, the one teacher was actually threatened. Right. Uh, the principal, right when it happened, the, the, after it happened, the Air Force, uh, Air, uh, Air Force officials showed up and actually some officials actually showed up from the United States military for some reason on top of it. And uh, they they had a, a, a they had an assembly in the auditorium and the, where the principal told all the kids not to talk about this. This was secret experimental craft. So but, but skeptic Brian Dunning. Oh, yeah, it was just a weather balloon. It's all, they're always trying to explain it away. There's always something. You have to wonder about the skeptics themselves and the debunkers. I mean, sometimes I wonder, are they aliens maybe? Are they gaslighting us? Maybe they're like aliens in disguise and they're gaslighting us. It says here, Dunning suggested a nylon target drogue, like a windsock towed by one plane for the others to chase and known to be in use by the local RAF, RAAF at the time was at least one very reasonable possibility for the second half Dunning added as years have passed descriptions of what was actually seen have now become diluted with made up descriptions by an unknown number of students who didn't see anything and there's no way to know which is which see again look at that Again, this guy wasn't there and he's just making stuff up. That's this is what gets me. This is why I, when I when you get when you see me getting angry on my podcast, this is the kind of stuff that just burns me up. I mean, I get really mad. Uh oh, mess message are being retracted here. Hold on. Message retracted? Message retracted? How come messages are being retracted? Ha ha dum dum. I don't know. I don't I I I don't know if you were retracting these messages, Wolfgang, or or what? But uh, I didn't have anything to do with it. Maybe the government's on there. Maybe the government's watching my channel and my YouTube. And boy, this guy right now, they're looking at it. Look at he's out there again. Look at this Jim Quirk out there again talking about UFOs. He's telling them the truth. We better, you know, let's start retracting statements from people. We'll get them. We'll, we'll get them mad at them. Maybe that's what's going on. Who knows? I'm just making that up. 
I don't really believe. I don't really care. Let's put it this way. I don't even care if the government's uh, listening to me. Right? Good. Good. I hope you are listening to me because I'm sick of your, my message to the Pentagon. Why don't you just send somebody out already and get this over with instead of playing this game? I mean, I hope, you know, I, I really do. I honest to God, I know it's, I, I know it's not happening, but I really wish, I really wish the government, I wish somebody in the Pentagon or the, or Majestic 12 or whatever the secret control group calls itself is actually paying attention to the things I'm saying and just comes out with the truth already. What are you doing already? Come on. All right. Back to the comments here for a minute. Yeah, well, I don't know why you were getting, uh, your messages were getting retracted, Wolfgang. Did you retract them yourself, perhaps? Oh, you deleted them. Okay, I see. Okay, and Dog Friendly NZ says, I've never seen a UFO and was always in the camp of the universe is so big they must exist. Then in June 2021, I had an abduction experience that was as real as can be. Now I'm deep in the rabbit hole. Well, actually, you know what? Let's talk about rabbit holes. I think actually the rabbit hole, I'm glad you brought that up, but we could just keep moving from one thing to another. Like I get triggered by just words anymore. You know, you could tell me something. Yeah, okay, rabbit hole. Yeah, you know what? Actually, the rabbit hole is if you don't believe it. The rabbit hole is not accepting this reality. That's the rabbit hole. The ra you're outside of the rabbit hole now you were in a rabbit hole now you're not in it anymore you know if you i mean but you did believe it before you were interested apparently then you had your own experience and then you know actually the rabbit hole people people who are not accepting this reality they're the ones in the rabbit hole right that's where the rabbit hole is um and and, and because i honestly i'll tell you what i i i really believe that uh what i think is what ha you know what's happening here right is that there could actually be, and I've talked about this recently in one of the podcasts. I mean, what's what could be is like, and I know it sounds crazy, but there could be an infiltration within the government somewhere. There actually could be. I don't think that's right. Again, it's pure speculation, but again, because they don't tell us anything, that's, you know, what else could you think? Um, but yeah, the reason, yeah, just getting back to what I see, I get off track sometimes. Um, here, trigger word, Doty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, see, I have a problem with with people like that. I mean, I, I there are certain people I, I find interesting, but at the same time, how could you trust? I mean, I mean, maybe he's he's legitimate with the things he says, but how could you trust with you know with the past? I mean, the fact that they basically drove some guy nuts on purpose. You know, I I, I don't like that. You know, I don't like that at all. Um, yeah, yeah, that's sad. Okay, I'm gonna go to to jump over to some of the YouTube comments I've received recently um let's see uh yeah i sometimes I, I actually some of the people that listen to me sometimes i think they get mad at some of the things i say um and then and then they go away yeah and i don't yeah that's just the way life is that's life you know it's a revolving door sometimes okay uh lord humongous says maybe they are trying to figure out why we are the way that we are holding money and greed obvious our own extended survival yes you know what yeah i was that's the one thing you know i was talking about that the other day about uh greed the way the human race is i mean and the way you know that was one thing if you listen if you before i get into that if you listen to that interview with uh neil degrasse tyson he actually does make some interesting comments with how aliens would look at us and would see us and you know yeah he's right about that I think, you know, but then he gets off on that he doesn't believe it, that he doesn't believe that they're here. And that's the part I, I just can't, I can't agree. He's like, he's like today's version of Carl Sagan. Carl Sagan basically did the same things before. But yeah, when they look at us, I mean, I would see that they would see, uh, 
like like monsters with the way we track each other we are monsters i mean you look at the news all the time it's very depressing i i try to stay away from it but you can't every time you open you open your phone and you look you know the first thing you see you go on the internet i mean there's like violence 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 you know this guy murdered i was watching today uh there's this one channel i i enjoy watching which is non ufo actually a little bit ufo sometimes but it's called the behavior panel it's a youtube channel and they're talking about this guy who, you know, killed his wife and son. And they're they're able to look at people's faces and know if they're lying or not. And actually, they did something with Bob Lazar one time. Uh, they, they they tried to determine if he's lying or not. I, I think it was inconclusive. Uh, what they I, I don't think. You know, I think Bob. I mean, I, I know there's some people out there. The UFO community is actually divided on someone like Bob Lazar. But uh, I I I. Uh, I think he's tell. I think he's been telling the truth all these years. I don't think there was any reason for him to make that stuff up. Uh, yeah. But yeah, okay. Here's a comment from David Wartsky uh, from 23 hours ago, and this was responding to the extraterrestrial change might be a good thing. Yeah, again, and just so people know, I don't know. Maybe it's not going to be a good thing, right? But I'm just throwing that out there. I don't know. I mean, most of the time, if you listen to most of my podcasts, I think the extraterrestrial presence uh, seems like it really leans to being a bad thing. But hey, doesn't make me right. It could be a good thing. And that's what I was trying to point out in that uh, podcast yesterday, you know, that it actually might be a good thing. And here's here's what David Wartsky says. He said, he wrote, I always thought that they were here to study and monitor us. Perhaps they're examining our evolution, both, both physically and sociologically. There could also be an environmental component to it. And actually, let's just stop there for a minute. Yes, there actually could be an environmental component to it. Most certainly could be an environmental component to it. And they could be just studying us. Uh and, and, you know, if you if you look at the aerial school and the message that was conveyed there and the message that's conveyed to a lot of abductees, like they have dreams about the, the world being destroyed by catastrophes and, and, and nuclear bombs and stuff. Maybe that's the message. Maybe the message is, hey, you better clean your act up, kids, or guess what? This whole party is going to come to a crashing conclusion. Anyway, continuing to what he says here, he says, one of my favorite theories is that they're time travelers from the future, possibly our future. In the future, we are on the cusp of extinction due to our own recklessness, and the aliens we see today will have constructed a holographic simulation that we're in right now. These aliens are actually an evolved species that we will eventually become. <laughs> I thought of this one before. This, this one ran through my head before too, David. <laughs> and the simulation allows them to travel interdimensionally and through time to any point in the simulation in order to study how we've progressed to the point of self-destruction. But this is more science fiction than anything else. A backwards compatible retroactive holographic simulation is unlikely at best. Yeah, it sounds crazy. But hey, again, we don't really know. I See, I, that's why I want disclosure. I want to know what our government knows. Because again, <clears throat> without disclosure, the problem is, is that we, we come up with theories like this. And, and when, when the fact that they don't disclose, the fact that they're still withholding the information, right, makes me think, well, maybe they actually don't know what the hell's going on still. And they have, and maybe they're thinking stuff like this too, because really, I mean, we don't even know how many could possibly be coming here. How could, even if the government, no matter how much information they have, right, there's no way they could possibly know what exactly what, what the hell they're up to. Okay, I'm going to go check back on my uh, the comment. Wow. Okay. There's a lot of a lot of comments here. Okay, say one peace retract. People are retracting messages before I get a chance to look at them. Okay, uh, 
Tony Kingsley says, has anyone considered that the aliens could possibly be perceiving time differently than us? For us, one year might be a minute to them. You know, yeah, here's, you know, listening to someone like, I've been talking a lot again about this guy named Preston Dennett. I mean, that guy's he has a good YouTube channel. And he, he talks about like how there's a lot of different cases where time seems to slow down or stop in during, during like land, some certain landing cases and stuff like that. Maybe they do have some way of manipulating time. Who knows? I mean, if you're a million years more advanced than human race or maybe a billion years, I mean, who knows how, how advanced they really are? I mean, a billion sounds insane, doesn't it? Even a mil a million sounds insane, but when you say a billion with a B, wow, it just sounds like wow. I'm not sure. I just, there's certain things I find I, I you know I can't accept. It just sounds wow. Can you imagine if they're a billion years more advanced. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, my god. I mean, who knows? Anyway, there's a whole bunch of comments here from a lot of different people. Say one P. It has. Wait, hold on. I skipped some here. Tony, it's more. Dog friendly NZ says, Tony, it's more likely that, than not. Even if you look at physics, it's relative. And if you want to talk about dimensions or planes or existence, it's totally possible. Yeah, there could be that kind of thing going on. I always, with the, with the dimensional beings and ultra dimensional, I know people have all that kind of, they, some people think, oh, it's, uh, it's, uh, they're ultra terrestrial. And then somebody else, no, no, you know what? I think they're actually, they're interdimensional. You know, uh, uh, I say, hey, let's just stick with it. I'm just, me personally, I'm just sticking with extraterrestrial for the time being. We'll figure all that other stuff out later on down the road. I mean, let's not, I, to me, when you when you start taking that, that uh, uh, speculating on that, you're, you're getting, you're making it more confusing, especially for the people that don't believe it yet. But that's just me. You know, that doesn't make me right. That's another thing. Always remember, just because the stuff I stand here, none of it, none of it makes me right. It's just my opinion. And you know what they say about opinions. Anyway, uh, let's see here. Uh, Dog Friendly AZ says, or no, Wolfgang89 says, or they're on a different frequency that that we can't perceive with our instruments. And then Dog Friendly NZ says, just the fact that mainstream science acknowledges that the placebo effect is a real thing should open people people's minds to the possibility of things that we can't explain. And then Dog Friendly NZ says, Wolf agree. I hear a lot about frequencies in relations to that. And then say one piece. It has to be, it has to because it's a mixed bag. If it comes out from there, some, it has to, because it's a mixed bag. If it, if it comes out from there, some predictability and unpredictability, unpredictability. If it, if it comes out by the ph phenomenon, you can expect mass unpredictability. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is a, it's a very complicated situation. So again, regarding on what these beings are and what they represent whether they're you know where how they're getting here what they're you know what they're capable of doing are they interdimensional beings are they i mean could they manipulate time could they time travel could they go into the past the future could they go in any time period they want to could they stop time you know that sounds like a twilight zone episode in fact there was a twilight zone episode where a guy had a stopwatch that was able to stop time and and then he was able to walk around and everyone was just frozen in place and he was able to do whatever he wanted and then click time back into place again and of course the i don't know if anybody remembers this episode at the end he dropped a stopwatch and everyone was frozen in place forever so but that's the twilight zone that's not real but uh yeah uh i believe that uh we just don't know i mean that's my what my position is i don't know where they're coming from or how they're getting here or what they really are i just like i just want to stick my my personal feeling is i think they're extraterrestrial i mean there's some people 
I mean, there's all kinds of different physical evidence and stuff of these things being here, right? There, you know, it's not just landing trace. You know, there's traces where they land. There's, you know, so I mean, they're they're here. They're physical. They're not like spiritual things walking around. They're actually, you know, their craft is heavy. They, you know, sometimes they leave footprints. They have odors. You know, some people report smells. You know, sometimes the smells aren't good. I mean, let's look at the Virginia case where those, I mean, that's just one in many cases where there are different kinds of smells. I mean, it was like an ammonia kind of smell. So the, I think there are physical beings coming here from someplace else. That's just my opinion. It doesn't make me right. Again, uh, don't get mad. But my opinion is that there are, there are physical beings coming here from someplace else. And and they're, I don't know what they're up to or what they're doing. I think that there's, a, there's most certainly a group that's, intervening with us in a way that is very i don't like it i don't like the whole abduction situation now some people they say they like it right you ever hear some abductees say oh yeah it was a nice experience i really i was fascinated you know there's people like that right but there's a lot more people who say no I, I think this was like a violation and i didn't like it one bit but i'll tell you what i just want to talk about one thing that's really been that i really was thinking about today um i was thinking about how uh there's you know I, I i was you know i talk about like my experience when i was a kid a lot of course i talk about it all the time you know it's just one of those things like it's like you know I, i've been telling the story my whole life right my one brother shot always says the story never gets old right it, or or it gets better all the time that's one of the things he said it gets better all the time it's like what do you mean it gets better all the time it's the same story i've been telling all the time it's that never changed and he goes yeah but it just you know you keep telling it all these years and i'm like yeah because it really happened and i'm trying trying to I, you know like some people in my family don't believe this stuff they have a hard time accepting it uh but you know one of the things about that experience that i had of course and i'll get into this in case there's somebody out there i'll, I'll give a brief o over overview of what happened in that 1977 i was about eight going on nine i i believe that's how old i was i, I know i was a kid you know let's put it that way i, I believe it was 1977 because I, I believe i was eight um and anyway, and I think it was the summertime and it was close to, you know, and I would have, by the end of that summer, I would have turned nine. That's why I always say I'm, I was close to nine because I believe it, it was the summertime. And I, I believe it was a weekday when it happened because uh, my dad was at work and I was, you know, I was home that whole day and uh, it was a weekday and my dad didn't work on the weekends. He was a construction worker. But anyway, uh, what happened that day was, you know, that night actually, you know, I woke up and, uh, you know, I'm laying in my bed. I had the cover over me and I could hear this humming sound. Like, you know, it was like a, mm, something like a, an electronic transformer or something. It was really loud and overpowering. And of, of course I could see, I had this thin blue blanket and I was pulled over my head and I could see clearly through this blanket, the shadow of this arm, uh, get, uh, and the arm was moving above my head. It was, and had that, and the hand attached to that arm only had, three fingers and the fingers were like thick toward the bottom and they came to points and it was a smallish type of an arm there was something there right there was some being was there in the room and and it was doing this right and this was in the attic i was sleeping in the attic in this house that we lived in at the time and uh you know i could hear this humming sound like you know and it was un i was like what the hell's going on you know and i'm like like you know, i'm laying there looking at this through the cover through the blanket the blanket was thin so i could clearly see the shadow the silhouette of this arm getting closer to my head and further away and i was afraid to look i didn't want to look of course because you know i'm thinking in my head it was like a demon or satan or something like that at the time and uh 
and I'm asking, I'm trying to communicate, like, who's there? And, and nothing changed. The thing just kept doing this, right? And I could hear this humming sound. <clears throat> and, I, and then I peeked out of the blanket, like, uh, in the opposite direction. My brother Davey was on the other side of the room. And I peeked out toward him, and I could see him uh, laying there, you know, staring at me. Like, he was, his face was, you know, pointing toward me. He was, you know, I could see him sleeping. His eyes were closed, and he was, you know, facing toward me. And I started screaming to him, and that, muff, that humming sound was somewhat muffling my voice. And, uh, and then I was really terrified. And then I started screaming for my mom and dad and, and they weren't coming. They did not come. The, not the, I could, could not get them. No one to, 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 no, nobody would come to the rescue. And meanwhile, that thing is just doing the same thing, you know, whatever that was, whatever that was all about. And then I start praying. I would close my eyes. I'd open them again. The thing was still there. This, it went on for 20 minutes and then somehow I just passed out somehow. And then I woke up the next day and of course, nobody believed me. Right. And life went on. But uh, that humming sound, like I, you know, I, you know, I talked about this in a podcast a few couple months ago, I believe, on the Aerial School. There was that new Aerial School documentary, and they were talking about how some of the kids heard the when the flying saucer, you know, during that whole incident, they heard this humming sound, like an electron. One of them actually described it as a transformer, electrical transformer. And I've been watching a lot of different things recently. I'm trying to, you know get more as much information about this phenomenon as i could and and i've really seen a lot of different cases recently where a lot of other people actually during abductions too not just during flying saucer incidents but during abductions where people i i, I just was today I, I saw some more where some people were like up during the abductions there was like this uh buzzing sound and i'm assuming it, it must have been like similar to exactly or exactly to the thing that i was hearing so I don't know what that's all about. I, I that's very interesting aspect to this. But but in those cases, the ones that I was uh, I learned about today, those people were unable to move, like they were paralyzed. Right? I was not paralyzed during my during that incident. Right? I was able to move. I was not paralyzed one bit. I was able to move. I was able to peek out of the blanket on either side. Whatever. If they, maybe they were trying to paralyze me or something, I don't know. Uh, but I was not paralyzed during the incident that I that I had with the, with the abduction. But I just think that that's an interesting aspect of it. Like I wonder what it is. I mean, is it, was it the flying saucer? Because I was in the attic. Was it the flying saucer, like or whatever craft that they that these things came these things came in? Were the, was it floating right above the house or something? Was that what I was hearing? You know, I don't know. I mean, it was a very. I never heard anything like it. That was the only time I ever heard a sound that, like that. That sound was the only time I ever heard that sound. Like I said, it was like like similar to what those aerial school kids described it as, a, like a buzzing sound or a or like bees, you know, something like that. All right, now I'm way behind on the on the comments, so here I'll I'll go check it out. Wow, there's a lot of comments here. Okay, we are going to take a quick break from the rebroadcast of the live stream episode, and we will be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Did you see Russia shooting down a drone UFO from Rumish Lance? No, I did not. Wow. There's a lot of stuff here. I'm not going to be able to go through all of this. But this is good. I'm really glad to see this. This is great. I didn't know I was going to get this kind of response tonight. Here's what somebody says. NZ says, yep, the buzzing is like a generator that hums. With me, I, w- I-, I went from low to high. I think the hum is when they are focusing on you. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I have no idea what the hum is. I have no idea. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Like in, in the aerial school, those kids heard it in broad daylight where the sun was shining. You know, the sun was shining down and, 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 and they were scared. It made them scared. That, it made, well, it made me scared too when it happened to me. I mean, that was, you don't know what's going on. You know, imagine, imagine wake, this is what happened to me. Like I woke up in the middle of the night, I hear this humming sound and I could see this, there's some creature in the room. I had no idea what was going on, but you know, luckily for me, I don't have any recollection of seeing the face of one of these beings. Now, like some people keep saying to me, well, Hey, why do you, why don't you go get a, get uh, uh, hypnotized? And I, and I sometimes, you know, I go back and forth on that one. I don't, I don't know if I want to do that. You know, do I want to remember this? I, I already know there's something here. I know that they're up to something. I know there's something going on. I know there's an alien presence here. Like, I, I don't need that. I don't I don't think I need to see that. You know, I don't know if I want to relive something like that. I mean, I mean, it is, you know, I was a kid at the time. I mean, I, if I was to relive something like that, I mean, I, you know, I'd hate to have those feelings of terror, you know, relive them again. I don't know if I want to go through that. Uh, but yeah, there's so, you know, it's... Th- that's an interesting aspect to it the sound of the, the humming sound that sometimes is accompanied with these uh with these uh with these visitors uh, whatever that whatever that's all about you know i don't know um anyway there is one story i want to talk about here before i uh, actually a couple different things here this is it former intelligence official <clears throat> actually say one was asking me about this yesterday same one. This is what I'm going to talk about it right now, about Jay Stratton. We're just going to go through this story here quick. Former intelligence official breaks silence on government UFO investigations. I guess we you know what you could say about this. Now, this was an interview that George Knapp had with Jay Stratton, who was somebody who worked on, uh, um, you know, basically worked with the United States government on on. On, an, on UAP and uh, it, it's nice to see people stepping forward like this I guess this is another case another no, somebody else stepping forward we'll go through a little bit of this article and talk about it I guess it says <clears throat> Jay Stratton is one of the United States government's highest ranking and most experienced UFO hunters during his long career working with various intelligence agencies Stratton might have been 
might have seen more of the Pentagon's hidden UFO files than anyone. He is the only person in the federal government to have worked directly on all three of the most recent UFO programs, including one based in Las Vegas. When a mysterious unidentified flying object dubbed the Tic Tac alerted U.S. Navy, avi Navy avi aviators, Boy, I can't stand when I have trouble, trouble pronouncing a very easy word, but hey, you know, it happens. U.S. Navy aviators and sensors off the coast of San Diego in 2004, the federal government dropped the incident instead of investigating it. The first in-depth probe into the incident occurred five years later under the auspices of, the, of a then-secretive program called OSAP, or the Advanced Aerospace Weapons System Application Program, created by the Defense Intelligence Agency with black budget funding spearheaded by spearheaded by senator harry reed the tic tac was the first ufo incident tackled by osop and its contractor las vegas aerospace pioneer robert bigelow the u.s released the report in 2018 and stratton is the man who wrote it stratton said his work into the incidents was just that rather rather than a passion project I didn't really have a passion growing up, said Stratton. I didn't have all the books. I didn't watch all the TV shows. I stepped into a job at the Defense Intelligence Agency where some things came across the desk. From 2008 until 2021, nearly everything related to UFO activity came across Jay Stratton's desk. He was the individual who decided to abandon the acronym UFO in favor of UAP or Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, or as we now know it, Unidentified Anomalous Phenomena. Stratton worked at the highest levels of naval intelligence, which loaned him to the Defense Intelligence Agency, where he excelled at reverse engineering. He and his colleague, Dr. James Lukatsky, a rocket scientist, saw reports of the unknown craft. Stratton assumed that a central location was analyzing those reports. As we tried to find that office, we found nothing, said Stratton. Yeah, you know what? Okay, let's stop there for a second. Okay, that's important. As we tried to find that office, we found nothing. Okay, there is an office. I'm going to tell you something right now. There's an office somewhere, right? But, it, you know, it's hidden. That's the they couldn't find the office because they're not going to let them find the office. I mean, we know that there's something going on behind the scenes. I mean, of course, this was more of a again. This what's going on with what Stratton did and and the OSAP and and ATIP and all that kind of stuff. That's more like Project Blue Book style type stuff. Except except it only focuses on military sightings, right? Unlike Blue Book, which focused on. Uh, you know, citizen reports and things like that. <laughs> that's that's the difference. But you know that there's a secret control group just based on the uh, Wilson Davis memo, right? <laughs> there's most certainly people behind the scenes that are studying this. There has to be. You know, if there's not, we're in big trouble, right? I always say that. I like to say that because it's true. You know, if, if our government hasn't been studying this for decades, since the 40s, right, then we are in gigantic trouble, right? I mean, so I know that they are studying. Why wouldn't they? They have to. They have to. There has to be most certainly. A, 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 you you would have to imagine there has to be great interest in this more than anything else. Actually, I would imagine this is the probably the biggest concern uh, for some. You know, basically, it should be. It should be the biggest concern for the United for the entire world. Actually, okay. Let's continue here. See what else it says. It says. Uh, they set out to create an office that would fit that bill. Dr. Lukatsky was reading about a UFO hotspot named Skin Rock Walker Ranch. After a visit to the property, Dr. Lukatsky pitched the creation of a formal investigation into the location. Greed agreed to fund it, and Bigelow landed the contract. Stratton consulted with the OSAP program and later its successor ATIP or the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. In 2017, then head ATIP, head of ATIP, Luis Elizondo, resigned and re revealed the program's existence to the New York Times. Stratton's boss, 
asked him to come back and cobble together a new program. Congress eventually formalized that effort under a new name, the UAP Task Force. One of Stratton's projects was the creation of a comprehensive but classified briefing that included video of UAP and photos collected by the military. Most of those images remain unreleased. Some were leaked, including pictures of objects encountered on the East Coast and buzzing Navy ships on the West Coast. Stratton scoffed at the bunkers who explained the way the objects as flares, drones, or birds. Birds or birds. It's frustrating because you know the rest of the story and you can't tell the rest of the story, said Stratton. And well, you know, let's just stop here for a second. See, this is this is what I guess what I don't understand what's going on with this whole thing. Okay, we have these different programs right now. We have uh, Arrow, right? We have that's the latest uh, study group that reports to Congress and all that. You had these other groups that are going on, and all of us know, right? All of us aren't stupid. All of us know that there's a secret control group broken behind the scenes. It seems like we're doing a lot of extra work for no reason whatsoever. This is what troubles me a lot right now. And like nobody talks about this part of it. I'm glad about people like George Knapp, Jay Stratton stepping forward. I'm glad that there's Luis Elizano. Yeah, it's great. You know, thank thank you, Christopher Mellon. Thank you very much. Thank you for stepping forward and, and talking about this and trying to get to the bottom of it and all that stuff. Okay. Endless thank yous. However, at the same time, why do these guys even have to do this at this point? Okay, we are at a point now, like uh, there has to, the secret control group needs to give it up. Why why waste all everyone's time? They have to have been studying this since 1947. They actually have all the data that they that they we, we the, that the rest of the world needs. Why do we have we have to have scientists like you know Gary Nolan and Avi Loeb and all these other people do all this other research? It's ba basically it's rep it, you would think that it's repetitious, right? I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me. This is what drives me crazy about this whole situation right now. This is why I keep saying, like, like I don't understand what we're doing. You know, because it's like, yeah, this is great. And I'm glad we're taking this route. And, it's, you know, I, I, I mean, what, what are we doing, though? And at the same time, it seems like we have the whistleblower stepping forward at the same time. You know, now we have that going on. It's almost like there's things working at cross purposes and things it just doesn't make any sense to me like why who is this secret control group why aren't they just stepping up and saying okay okay the cat's out of the bag enough now here's the truth that, that's what we need instead of putting all this people through all this trouble having all these congressional hearings and all this stuff you know having this stuff right here i mean it's it's great and everything at the, but at the same time why do we have to do this i mean there you would think that there had to be secret scientific studies already ongoing for decades in fact we know there has to be there had to be there has to be they already have a lot of data and information they already know they have recovered craft there's no question about it and that's what drives me crazy about what's going on here. You have like certain sections of the government still acting, we don't know what they are. Even though we know that secret control group knows that for a fact that it's extraterrestrial. This is what drives me crazy about this whole situation. It's like we're like, it's so, so dumb. So then, of course, then I'm gonna as as I continue talking about this right now. This is what gets me angry when you start thinking about all these things and you have all, the, and then on the top of it, the useful idiots, the debunkers, all that stuff, right? Just putting you know you know throwing more stuff in there to make confuse the world even more right it's 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 already confusing enough and that's why i get angry and i say dumb dumb moron idiot all right better calm down all right <clears throat> anyway yeah stratton said it was frustrating well i say it's frustrating it's frust yeah it's frustrating and it's frustrating in a lot more ways than even stratton saying all right 
It says, in 2021, Stratton left the UAP task force, but only after his work formed the basis of a stunning congressional report of 144 incidents the task force investigated. 143 were considered unidentified. Stratton and chief scientist Dr. Travis Taylor now work for Radiance Technologies, a defense contractor with offices in 17 states, including Nevada. When the two appeared in the audience of an Alabama UAP conference in the summer of 2022, UFO circles inquired about what Radiance Technologies might be up to. Stratton admits that there are more questions than answers. And of course, of course, there are more questions than answers. Uh, there's most certainly more questions than answers. Hold on, I'm going to check out the uh, chat, see how things are going here. A lot more comments. <laughs> uh, there's, too, there's so much here, folks. I'm not going to be able to go through all of them, I don't think. But I'm going to go through some of them. Well... <laughs> Welly, 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 well. Love that you're throwing down some live pirate signals, brah. Some live pirate, yeah, oh, yeah. Speaking of pirates, you know, I was watching. I don't know if anybody watches Turner Classic Movies. It's, I think it's one of the best channels out there on TV. Uh, they have a lot of great old classic movies on there. And I was watching some old pirate movie. I watched this movie the other day, Blackbeard the Pirate. Wow, that was really, really good, actually. But anyway, yeah, I love the way that. Yeah, arr! Yeah, but yeah, I, I get uh, I get angry at this stuff. I get angry at this stuff. I mean, you know, and we all know it's like we're being treated like damn fools or something all the time. This is what I mean. I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what else I could say. Sometimes, I what I do is I, what I I don't know. I'm just I go through one thing another. Okay, let's talk about today. I'm going to talk about what the okay Jay Stratton came, uh, talk you know came out of the shadows and is going public now, which is great. I think it's fantastic, right? I, I love that these kind of things are happening. But then, like I just said, at the same time, why do we have to do this? Why do we have to do this? I don't know. I mean, because we already, like, you know that there's a group already that has to have, they have to know something, right? Again, if they don't, then we are in gigantic trouble. And I don't think we are. I mean, we might be in gigantic trouble no matter what, right? But we would be even in bigger trouble, I think, if, if nobody's been studying this for 75 years. But I, I, we, we all know. We all know. We all know the way the government has been handling this. We all know that they've been lying and gaslighting and, 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 and stigmatizing this thing for all these years. We know that. We're not dumb. Some people are dumb. You know, some people are dumb. But we're not. We're smart when it comes to this. I mean, I, I go, yeah, of course, I'm probably, I'm sure I'm dumb in some aspects. But when it comes to this, I know I'm being gaslighted. So, yeah, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to say other than, yeah, I'm happy about it. But at the same time, it's it's troubling because it's like we're, we're, we're it's, are we gonna, it's like we're starting all over again. It's like basically all the secret uh, study of this that has been going on behind the scenes over the decades and all these alleged crashes and stuff like that. Uh, some of them are definitely crashes, right? I think that uh, for one thing, Roswell was definite was is a definite one. I think the Kingman one was definite. I mean, we have we have people that that talked about it. That came that talk, there was so many people that talked about, it, especially Roswell. And now it looks like that one uh, that one from 1948, I, I believe it was the Aztec case. I mean, that's another interesting one. There's been a lot of research done on that in, in over the last uh, decade or so. And you know, Richard Dolan talks about it. There was a husband and wife team that that investigated this. I can't think of their names offhand right now. But uh, you know, uh, to me, right that that sounds like it's 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 likely based on 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 the evidence that they've 
uh, so there's so that you know that they've been studying this for a long time so they know you know that they have to know something right so why put other scientists like why not give you know why make other scientists you know look at this and study this when you already have the information that's what's driving at least they have to have some information right maybe they don't know they don't know everything about it but they have to have you know something right that they could share i mean that's why disclosure would be important because you could say okay yeah we've been lying and this you know we're sorry about lying and here's all the stuff we collected over the years and uh here's what we don't know and then we could take it from there rather than uh, basically uh, it's people like jay stratton or all these other people that, that are studying been studying this for years uh basically starting from scratch right you know basically starting all over again when when they could be starting from a uh you know further down the line based on what we already have you know hidden from the public if that makes any sense okay hold on see <clears throat> what are people saying you need to read the stratton liberation times okay I, okay i'm gonna go there right now say p is demanding he's demanding he said it three times folks you need to read the Stratton Liberation Times article. Okay, let's go there right now. Liberation Times. Here we go. Now, I was reading the George Knapp article. Now, you'd think that would be good, but I guess uh, the other article is probably better. Okay, here we go. The Pentagon's highest-ranking UFO hunter steps out of the shadows to highlight his work on the UFO topic. Okay. Stratton is the only person from the U.S. federal government to have worked on all the modern uap programs and is the most senior figure directly involved to have spoken out having held a rank comparable to a two-star admiral speaking to the nap on his approach to the uap uh, uap tf stratton spoke about the importance of trust we're already 70 years behind the power curve for trust right because everybody says the government's lying to us and that the whole blue book thing and the whole roswell thing kill trust now i just want to say i did see the video on this too of course they didn't have he didn't get into everything in the video in his article. Regarding his investigation approach, Stratton later added, I kept an open mind, a skeptic mind, whatever you want to call it, looking for something that can answer this in all the means that I had to chase that. But there were definitely some times where we really couldn't close the loop and we realized that something needed to be done about it. Stratton's story, which led to the eventual formation of the UAPTF, started in 2017 following his involvement with the OSAP and the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, ATIP, Stratton told Knapp that he had no intention of returning to the UAP topic again. That was until the New York Times broke its story about the Pentagon's secret of UAP investigation following Lou Elizondo's resignation from the DOD. After the Times broke the story, which included accounts from the Nimitz Tic Tac UAP incident, Congress's interest was sparked and Stratton was asked by his boss at ONI to tackle the topic and lead engagement efforts with congressional committees. An entity which would later become the UAPTF was subsequently formed by Stratton in 2018, two years before, two years before the Department of, before the DOD formally established it in August 2020. Stratton has been seen as the best per person to work on the topic by ONI due to his previous previous experience with other UAP programs and his background in identifying the capabilities of other nations' military systems and validating potential threats. Okay, let's see. We're going to skip through some of this here. Providing some context on Stratton's importance to the UAP topic up to this day, George Knapp told Liberation Times, Stratton was the United States government's top UFO hunter. He conducted the first in-depth investigation of the Tic Tac 
case and is the only person in the entire government to work on all of the major UFO probes, including the DIA's amb ambitious program, its successor, ATIP, and then the UAP task force, force, which he created, organized, and directed before it was formally authorized by Congress. Okay, we're going to skip forward to some of this here. Liberation Times has confirmed with Jeremy Corbell that some of his photographic and video releases were also contained within the audio and visual report generated by Stratton and UAPTF, including the Mazel Orb. However, Corbell was keen to stress that none of the materials or information ever provided to him originated from Stratton or UAPTF in any way. Okay, hold on a second. There's a lot of stuff coming in here. Okay, yeah, you have to, yeah, you have to give me a second here to catch up. Okay, the importance of somebody like Jay Stratton coming forward for the first time in both name and face is that it's a key milestone for the UAP topic and our U.S. government earning back the trust of the American people who have been lied to for generations. This is something that, uh, by the way, Corbell said. I, I love when people just call it out for what it is, right? Uh, anyway, let's start that again. In both name and face, is that it's a key milestone for the UAP topic and our U.S. government earning back the trust of the American people who have been lied to for generations about the nature of UFO reality. Stratton's decision to come forward will assuredly inspire and motivate not only our service members, but our government representatives who have been lied to and intentionally misled by factions within our own intelligence agencies and government, those who are currently apprehensive due to the destructive stigma surrounding the UAP reality, who hold valid fear of illegal reprisal and coercion from authority, will be emboldened to come forward with the information that they have on the UFO cover-up. More importantly, Jay Stratton coming forward should directly inspire and motivate action by DOD's arrow to follow in the footprints formed by the steps and in the direction created and envisioned by Jay Stratton full and total transparency on the UAP on the UAP topic by the US to the American people who who they are elected to represent it nothing less will be accepted by the American public later in the interview with Knapp Stratton commented on the need to effectively and accurate uh, accurately communicate efforts led by the UAPTF hold on a second i want to stop here for a second though i want to talk about what he's been saying here when he said when he when when uh Corbell says, those who are currently apprehensive due to the destructive stigma surrounding the UAP reality. You know, that's the thing about you know, this whole top topic is the stigma. You know, the first time I told my story publicly, my I actually the those incidents, the incident that I had when I was a kid, and my nineteen the incident when I saw the alien being, and the nineteen ninety four sighting you know during that fishing trip when i saw a ufo you know me and my one buddy saw a ufo up close right the first time i really talked about that publicly was in the early 2000s i think it was 2002 or maybe 2003 i'm not sure one of those years i have the article somewhere i have to dig it up it's in a box somewhere i actually i wrote i wrote a couple articles plus i wrote a big column and i was working at a newspaper in iowa called the hawkeye at the time covering county and city government and the first time I, 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 that first article that I wrote, my, the whole point of the article was not only just to tell those stories, but I, at that time, was saying the people who don't believe it, at that point, I was saying back then that the people who don't believe it, they're the ones who are crazy. I started saying that back then. That was the first time I said that publicly. And you can find that record out there. If, uh, it, it, it's, it, it's on the Hawkeye, I'm sure, in their archive somewhere. And I do have a copy of that paper. So that's over 20 years ago now, or, or 20 years ago, about 20 years ago. So yes, you know, I started saying that back then. I think that's the way. What's one of the one of the things we need to we need to reverse the stigma. 
that if you don't believe in this, then you're no that that and that's that's what I've been again. I was talking about this earlier in this podcast, right? You know that that's that's one of the reasons why I, I I'm doing this is because I I think we need to reverse this right the stig try, try to reverse the stigma the people who are denying this reality the people how could you deny all this evidence that has accumulated over at this point now right it's just undeniable right so you're the crazy one you're the stupid one you know for years it was always no no you know people who see UFOs or aliens they're dumb they're drunks they're stupid they're stoned whatever right. It's actually, that needs to be reversed now. It's almost like, you know, it's like listening to somebody, like a person, I've talked about this recently, who person who actually thinks the earth is flat. I mean, I'm sure way back centuries and centuries ago, when people really actually thought the earth was flat, when people start saying, no, no, the earth is round, I'm sure for a long time, that sounded crazy. <laughs> These people think the earth's round. Why? You're, you must be a crackpot. Let's burn them alive. You know, that's what they would do back then, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure of it, actually. Uh, so yeah, uh, you know, it, but it, uh, and 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 now in this day and age, like now for like what 75 years for the most part, you know, people are, yeah, they must be crackpots. They think there's aliens and the, that the, they're seeing flying saucers. Boy, you must be a nut. No, no, you're the nut for not believing. How, there's all these witnesses now, right? How can you deny it? Anyway, I get off track sometimes, as you could plainly see. Okay, uh, where was I? Down here. Yeah, later in the interview with Knapp, Stratton commented on the need to effectively and accurately communicate efforts led by the UAPTF. We wanted the task force to have its own spokesperson so that we're briefing as much as we can of what we're dealing with. But you get the you but you get this whole machine. And no matter how hard you try, email is not the best communi communication method, right? And hardly anybody picks up the phone these days. So what would happen to me is I would see a response from the DOD spokesperson and I would say, oh my gosh, like, why did we say, why did we say that, right? And you come back and you try to clean up, but there's no cleaning up at that point. So it was all that circular. And then you had agendas, right? You, you still had, I think you're probably aware of Lou Elizondo's previous situation, you know? You, you you had that happening yeah see this is previously the pentagon's public affairs office has commented that former atip director lou elizondo has had no assigned responsibilities with the program liberation times has previously asked the pentagon's public affairs office whether elizondo had any assigned or unassigned responsibilities with atip a question that no spokesperson has publicly answered to date other re revelations from Stat stratton included one event where an unnamed official told him not to get involved in the uap topic due to religious concerns there's absolutely some concern there, and I did see it in writing one time in my career where someone was asking me to push back because of their religious concerns, and you should wave off of this topic is literally what they're telling me, you know, telling me you shouldn't be involved in this. Yeah, there's, you know, that in, in the background, uh, you know, that behind the scenes and this stuff, right? You know that there's people that have, you know, are using their religion. There's some people who I've, you know, I know some people personally who are like insanely religious, right? Where it's, that's all they talk about, you know, and it's, it's hard to talk to someone like that. And, uh, you know, and it's, and if there's people like that working in the Pentagon and that have control over certain things and they don't like the idea, they don't like the idea that there's an extraterrestrial reality. If there's, there's some people or some people in the evangelical community, particularly who are against this whole idea of, you know, anything other than human beings in the universe They're they like to live by this other idea. 
Uh, so they don't like that. So I could see it. You could see that that could be part of the reason that's been holding this back for all these decades. I mean, it could be. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I'm not sure about that. I mean, I mean, if this a secret control group has to know for a fact, right? I don't. I'm not sure if there's would be anyone in the secret control group, which you know, I'm not, and I'm not sure who exactly is uh, Stratton talking about here. Like, is this was this person? You know, these people was the with the religious concerns. Are they someone from the secret control group, or are they just someone from the Pentagon who just doesn't like the who who just doesn't like the idea of 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 extraterrestrials being uh, a reality and wouldn't believe it even if they were shown the proof. And then here I'll, I'll read the rest of this article. It says, The interview, which was presented by Corbell and Knapp throughout the show, forms only one small part of a larger in-depth filmed interview that they did with Stratton with further clips expected to be released in the coming weeks and months. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Whoop. Uh, getting comments here. Or getting messages from the outside world. Uh, and that's, you know, we can't have that. No messages from the outside world right now uh, uh, while I'm trying to focus. Basically, I'm uh, my girlfriend sending me some text messages here. And that's going to have to be, you know, that's going to have to wait till later. You know, later. <clears throat> anyway, uh, yeah. Um uh where was i oh yeah see this is what happens when the outside world tries to to, to you know break into this in, into my you know thought process or it, it screws everything up but okay yeah yeah you know regarding the the i was talking about the religious stuff and and all of that yeah you're gonna have that i think that's in, in everything though i mean that's that's throughout life in any in, in every corner of life i mean in any anything i mean you see it you see it right now it's you know in the mainstream a lot there's people trying to control people they want they want people to follow their religion you know they want to bring religion into politics you know and i'm sure that there's you know i'm sure that people there's some people within the pentagon that, that feel that way too i don't think i don't think a majority of people do and I know, and there are people who are very religious that have, you know aren't like that too. I mean, I know a lot of people who just, you know regular churchgoers, and uh, but they you know they don't have a problem with the alien reality, right? Uh, so I mean, it, I think it's a small percentage of, of religions, but obviously, some people in in high places in the Pentagon are obviously concerned about this and don't want us to go there uh, as as a as a human race, I guess. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, I'm, you know, it's this is this is good stuff. But again, it comes down to you know the stuff that's going on with Stratton. I mean, there's a there's there is a battle obviously going on within the Pentagon. There are different factions that are trying. You you see it. These anonymous sources that have been contacting you know New York Times and stuff like that in recent months, like trying to downplay the whole thing. Yeah, it's all uh, Chinese uh, spy drones and balloons. That's it and uh, garbage floating around. You know, you have that going on, and then you have other people coming out like this and telling you this stuff. No, we don't know what it is. No, there's a lot of like you know with that recent report. Uh, you know, what uh, the 366 objects that you know we were talking that half of them, over half of them, are explained. Well, I, those other half, I, I thought there was. I thought the Congress didn't they specifically try to tell the the Arrow, the Pentagon, hey, we're not concerned about that stuff. So why are you? They focused on it anyway. 
They focused on it anyway. They held on to that report for months for whatever reason. And uh, and then when they finally released it, they focused on the stuff that they could identify anyway. That's not what we're talking about here. Again, it's it's like gaslighting. Again, who cares about why, why are we talking about Chinese spy drones or balloons or anything like that? No, no. We just want to talk about the stuff that you, that's been going on for decades. The stuff that's obviously extraterrestrial. Like that, that's that's where I'm getting at. You know, I, why don't we just talk about the stuff that's obviously extraterrestrial, right? So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, uh, yeah, I, I, I just, I don't like where we are. I, I, I want to, I, I want us to be further. I know a lot of people say, you know, you should be happy if, you know, since 2017 with the you know, Lou Elizondo and Christopher Mellon doing all this stuff. Yes, I'm very happy. I, I'm, I, I'm very grateful. I think what these people like that, George Knapp for years has been doing, Jeremy Corbell for years, right? I'm very happy about all the direction we're headed. But at the same time, it seems like we, we could just end this tomorrow. This whole thing could be, should be, should be ended tomorrow. Let's stop. I want, I want to know more before I go kick in the bucket. I guess it comes down to this. There's a little selfishness involved here, right? Before I go kick in the bucket, right? I want to, I want more information. I want real data, right? I want to, I want to see like reports on what they learned about the bodies that they recovered in crashes and stuff like that. That's what I, it's just this, you know, I just want more information. I want to know how many do you think are coming here? I would, they, they would have to have some idea. This, the secret group that's been studying this for years that most certainly has information, most certainly has documentation that could, they could, they could share with the public, but, but continue not to. That's the kind of stuff. That's, that's why I want this. I want more information. I just want to know more. And and the only way to know really more, you're not going to get it from just listening to abductees and, and witnesses who see things on the side of the road, right? When they're driving around or, or even people like me, I still don't have, a, I have a lot of questions with no answers, right? I want the people that have actually been studying this for 75 years to start giving us that information that we know that they have. And I, and I also, I, w- I want the media, right, the other, the mainstream media and, and the scientific community, right, to start at least, at least doing this much. And I talked about this yesterday, I think, or the day before, right, at least do this, at least start calling it the apparent extraterrestrial presence, you know, apparent, there's, there, you know, the word apparent, you could, it, it either means it, it, it's something is or something might be. So it's a good word to use. You could use the word apparent. It seems apparent that there's an extraterrestrial presence here. If we are able to, at least get nudged the media and the scientific community at least to say that much that would be at least a start i mean that's where we need to go that's why i mean i'm just i don't like i feel like we're we're we're, we're too static sometimes we're, we're like stuck in, in like it's like you're walking like a night you ever have a nightmare where you're like stuck in mud and you can't you, you or cement or something you can't move that's what it feels like sometimes we're not i want more stuff now i want to see more stuff i want more action Anyway, I'm going to check the comments out here one more time, and then we're going to call it a day on this one. Uh, Palmer Murphy says, where's the 23-minute UAP video that Lou Elizondo says is clear and unambiguous, and they aren't congressional committees demanding to see it? Yeah, you know, you know, there is one. You know, Lou did talk about a video. Uh, one video, he, he, I remember in one of the interviews, I'm certain, he talked about that the actual government actually has video where they could see, you could see the alien beings operating craft. You know that they have stuff like that. You just know that they do, right? They're just not sharing that stuff. I mean, 
Uh, I mean, luckily we got some of those videos. I, I, I still, and I believe that that gimbal object to me, that's a flying saucer. I mean, that, that's what it is. I mean, I know a lot of people want to focus on the, uh, the, the, the rotation of it for some reason, but, uh, that's, that's a flying saucer. And that, that, that's probably one of the most compelling videos that was really probably the most compelling, in my opinion, it doesn't make me right. That's probably the most compelling video that was released, uh, in that in that leak in 2017 you know, the gimbal video i mean there was, those other videos were okay pretty cool and there's been a couple since then but i still think that the gimbal video is the best one because as far as i'm concerned that's a that's clear you can see it's a flying saucer i mean i know there's a lot of people debating this and you know pretending oh we don't know what it is and no it's a flying saucer and you hear the, the, the guy talking in the background the people talking well I don't know, all, all shocked about it there's a there's a whole fleet of them right that, that's kind of stuff we know it goes on we know it's been going on there's been so many, so many reports, not just military. I mean, in addition to the people having over the decades, in addition to people having, seeing things and, uh, you know, encountering beings and, and landings and abductions and all kinds of cattle, people, cattle get immune. In addition to all of that stuff, right? I mean, the military, you know, they've been dealing with this too, you know, probably more so than we even realize, actually. Anyway, I'm going to wrap this this uh this second uh stream up for t for today and i want to thank everyone for uh you know joining me and uh and and uh talking and giving me some comments on this and uh thank you very much and until next time it was a pleasure talking to you today